The Productive Woman, Episode 39. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast dedicated to productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Thank you for joining me. In this episode, I'll share with you my conversation with Monica Christofferson. You'll find links for Monica's bio and the various ways you can connect with her online in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 39. This episode is brought to you by Doodle, an online service that makes scheduling meetings of all kinds a breeze. Check out the great features Doodle offers by visiting theproductivewoman.com slash doodle. And now let's get right into my conversation with Monica. I am so pleased to introduce to the Productive Woman listeners, Monica Christofferson. Monica is a single mom of two teenage girls who lives in mild stomping grounds in the Pacific Northwest, but she's also a professional organizer and productivity consultant operating her own business called Efficient Organization. I am really looking forward to learning not only from her professional expertise, but also just from her personal journey toward making a life that matters. So welcome, Monica. Thank you so much for having me. I am really, I've been looking forward to this. Now, obviously, you're a professional organizer organizer and a productivity expert, but you're also just a busy woman like the rest of us. So before we talk about your professional expertise, can we talk a little bit about how you kind of manage your own life? Absolutely. So I always like to start to give context for listeners by asking this question. Tell me if there is such a thing. Tell me about a what, what a typical day is like for you. A typical day. Okay. Well, I do have two teenage daughters and I've been a single mom for, gosh, I guess five or six years now. So quite a while. And I'm, you know, managing our home and business. And so starting out in the morning, I actually do start out checking my email first thing in the morning. I'm not a morning person. And so I don't launch right into business or anything first thing. So I start out checking my email, checking in on social media. I was a stay at home mom for about 11 years. And so As my kids are growing, about the only thing I have left that I can do for them is make their breakfast and make their lunch. So I still hang in there and make them breakfast and lunch. So I do that in the morning. I'm a big believer in breakfast. So I make my own breakfast. And uh, even though I'm here in Seattle, I just started drinking coffee in the last few years. So I make myself a cup of coffee in the morning as well. And then I just sit down with my cell phone and I have my coffee and my breakfast. And I continue to check in a little bit with social media. And uh, this is just stuff that I'm doing on my phone before I actually go up and start working on my computer. So from there, my kids are out the door pretty early. And uh, my oldest just drives herself to school. She's graduating from high school in just uh, the next month or so. So she uh, is really excited about that. And once they're at school, then I can go up to my office and I either go change into workout clothes. Or if I don't have any meetings, I might even stay in my jammies for a while and just go into my office. And then my day is determined by what my list is and also if I have a client or not. So some of my time is spent just solely in my office and some of my time is spent with clients. And when I do have a client, it's usually only for a couple hours or so, two or maybe three hours maximum, because that's about all people can take for an organizing session. So it's really nice. I have a lot of flexibility and 
I can usually be home about the time my kids come home. And even if I'm not, they're old enough that they're fine. And then oftentimes I break up the day with uh, meeting somebody for coffee from time to time throughout the week as well. So. So your office is in your home. It is. But you actually go out as part of your business, you uh, you help people organize their homes? I do. So I can either help in their businesses or their homes. And so my days are broken up sometimes by meetings, uh, like networking type meetings. And then if I have a client appointment, a lot of times it's actually in someone's home. And so I'm just going in there, much like you might see on TV, where we have all the bins and the labels, and I'm helping people go through their things um, for donation and or or organizing files, or I might work with a business and do productivity training. But any of those sessions are usually only two or maybe three hours. How did you get into doing that as a business? Actually, a little bit ironic. Uh, My best friend's mother, who recently passed away years ago, before I ever knew what a professional organizer was, she said, you should become a professional organizer. And I didn't know what that was. And then when I was a stay-at-home mom, I had so many moms tell me, oh, you always motivate me. I wish you could help me get organized. And it was one of those things that I kept hearing it over and over um, and finally had that light bulb moment. Like, wow, this is maybe something that, that I should pursue. So I took a class on becoming a professional organizer. Um, And at the time, I was a little bit overwhelmed by it. And I chose at that time not to pursue it. And then about two years later, I took the same class from the same professional organizer. And I had a different mindset. And I had no business experience. I literally just built it from the ground up out of excitement and passion. And I would go to bed at night and I couldn't wait to wake up in the morning so I could get started, you know, working on business plans and ideas. And uh, it was just so fulfilling. And I was so passionate about it that I just literally built it from the ground up by reading books, taking classes from other professional organizers. And the ironic part is my best friend's mom ended up being a hoarder, um, just like you would see on TV. And when she died, I hadn't been in her home for about 20 years. And I went in to help with the hoarding situation after she passed. And there was actually an article that I had mailed to her when I was listed in the newspaper for what I was doing. And I don't believe it had ever even been opened. So it was very bittersweet, you know, that she had encouraged me to do what I'm doing now and have been for the last eight years. Um, And, you know, she had hoarding issues herself. You know, that could be a whole other episode sometime to talk yeah. <laughs> about how that happens. But even with your, I guess, with your education and your professional expertise, what would you say are your biggest challenges personally when it comes to managing your life? Is it sounds like maybe it's not keeping your stuff organized, but uh, are there any, whether time management or prioritizing or any of those sorts of things that maybe you have to focus on particularly for yourself? Well, being in business for myself, I have to just plan my own schedule and answer to myself, which can be a double-edged sword. Because um, what I was finding is if I didn't have something pressing, it was very easy for me just to go take off and go to Target and go to the grocery store and, you know, run those errands that were easier to run during the day when everybody else was at work and the crowds weren't as heavy in the stores. So I've had to really work on reining that in. One of the best ways that I've done that is at night, I write my list for the next day. And that has just been 
really, really helpful to me because instead of starting the day wondering, oh, what should I do? Well, I don't really have a big project. I can just go, um, you know, like I said, run errands or meet someone for coffee. I'm much more focused now in the morning because I've planned my day the night before and that seems to work very well for me. Um, One of the challenges that I have is finding time for exercise even though I have a lot of time on my hands that I could work it in, for some reason, I seem to let that really fall to the bottom of my list. And once I get into my office and start working, I find it hard to stop and go take a walk. So that's very challenging for me. And that's something that I I need to keep working on. And I think another thing time management wise is that my kids aren't little anymore. So it's hard to find a stopping point if I'm really engrossed in something. And, you know, I, I do feel that it's okay for people to work at night if maybe they're more of a night owl and that works for their schedule. Um, But I do have to force myself to have a stopping point sometimes. And the best way I've really found is just to literally turn off my computer because if I leave it on, it's very easy for me to walk away and then come back in for one more thing. And because my kids are so self-sufficient, I don't have those needs of children that I need to go read a story or I need to go give them a bath. And so really, I have to draw that line for myself at this point. That that really can be a challenge for people that are working out of their home, finding that stopping point. One of the nice things about having an office somewhere else is you've got that delineation between this is work, this is home, and you can, you know, you can make that transition. It's a little harder to do when you're at home and and everything sort of merges so that, yes. that can be a challenge. Yeah, definitely. And I think when you have your own business, oftentimes it's very common for people to have so many ideas. Mm-hmm. And so you just keep wanting to work on the next idea. So yeah, those are all definite challenges. And that kind of thing, while it's exciting, it uh, seems like it can, it, over time, it certainly could contribute to some burnout if you, right. you, know, you don't ever let yourself shut that part of your brain off or that part of your life off and do other things. Absolutely. Well, I know you sent me some uh, lists of or some ideas of some tools and things that you like, and I'll put links in the show notes, but are there any particular tools you like for that you use for managing your time? I'm I'm a I'm a kind of a, I don't know, a, a time management productivity tool geek. And I, I'm always, for me, I'm always trying different apps and stuff, and I probably waste more time doing that. But <laughs> what sort of tools do you use in terms of managing your calendar or your to-do list, those sorts of things? Well, you know, I used to really be a paper and pencil person. So I had the big day planner that was, you know, an oversized planner. And I absolutely love that. I do like to see it all at one time and turn the pages. And eventually, it got to be more cumbersome than it was worth. So I had to go over to more of an electronic calendar. So um, I've had a lot of success with Outlook, although I think some people are starting to think Outlook is a little bit outdated, but it's still working for me. I figure if it's not broken, don't fix it. So the phone that I had, I did have to have an IT person sync my calendar. So I have it on both my phone and my calendar. So that's been very helpful because it used to be that I would take the day planner and if I didn't have it, I'd have to call people back and, you know, that's more time 
time consuming and, and worrying leaving the planner somewhere. So just having an electronic calendar and those reminders. I've also in the last maybe six months started putting a reminder on my phone for appointments. And I, I feel like I'm very good about knowing what's coming up the next day. But I learned the hard way when I actually missed an eight o'clock meeting a while Ouch. back. And yeah, and fortunately, it, you know, it, it wasn't too bad, but I felt really bad that I had missed it. And I felt like I should have been there. So now I do set a timer uh, or a little alarm to go off one hour before every type of appointment. And that way I feel if I wasn't dressed or was, you know, somewhere out shopping, an hour would give me enough time to get to that appointment. So I really make sure now that I'm setting those alarms. That's been very helpful. Um, I also, just for sharing files, I like to use Dropbox. Mm-hmm. And so that's been a helpful um little site to use. And of course, I do like Evernote. And I have found that Evernote works very well for me having it on my computer and and then my phone, just so I have my lists everywhere I go. So I mainly just use Evernote for lists. So I don't feel like I have a sticky note at home with all the things I need from the office supply store. It's always in my phone if I'm out running errands. And I also like to use it to take pictures of things like a light bulb with number on it that I need. So when I'm store, I have that instead of having to take the actual light bulb package with me, that kind of thing. That's a great tip. I'm a mm-hmm. huge Evernote user myself. I have so okay. much stuff in there. And I've done things like when my firm for my day job, we moved into a new building and we all had to register our cars with our office manager so they could get us plugged into whatever system opens the security gate to let us in. And I just took a picture of my license plate. So I had it when I got up to my office, you know, I have stuff like that in there because those are the sorts of things you never know when you might need that little bit of information, whether it's, you know, the license plate on your car or, you know, the light bulb you need or from the store, things like that. So that's a great use for something like Evernote. Well, I have one other site that I really like to use when I feel like uh, maybe I'm dragging my feet on a project or procrastinating. And it's a free little website. It's eggtimer.com, but it's e.ggtimer.com. And it's free. And you can just, when you're feeling like you need a little uh, a push, it works very well for me when I use a timer because it does a couple things. It lights a fire under myself. So if I say, okay, I need to get this done in 20 minutes, um, then it forces me to work a little bit faster. And it's also just a little bit of competition. Like, okay, let's see if I set 20 minutes, but let's see if I can just get it done in 15. So for some reason, there's something magical for me about a timer, whether you're using that on a site or your phone, um, that really helps me when I'm dragging my feet on something. Great suggestion. Well, you've, you've talked about a few different things that you do, but tell me a little more about what, if you, whether just by nature or because of your professional training and so on, do you have a, a routine or a system in place for managing the different demands on your time? Your, your kids are older, so maybe you're not having to carpool them places, but you still have family obligations. You have the man that you're dating. You have yeah. your professional life. You have friends. Do you have a, a system in place for managing all that so that you pay attention to the right things at the right time? Well, I do have reminders in my calendar. And I think the biggest thing that I have 
really, really tried to embrace for life balance and being able to do the right things at the right time would be just being extremely selective about how I spend my time. Um, I have just found over the years from when my kids were little and there are so many different volunteer opportunities um, and then going into business. Again, there are so many different ways that you could spend your time and volunteer your time in meetings. And um, whenever I consider taking on something new, I either let something else go or I just uh, really make sure I know what the commitment is and I want to be all in so that when I do say yes to something that I feel like I'm giving it my all and not spread myself too thin. So I'm very, very selective about what I say yes to um, because I have found in my experience that a lot of people, they stretch themselves so thin and they think they can get it all done and then they end up sacrificing things like you were saying, maybe family time or sleep. Um, and, you know, I already said exercise is a challenge for a bit. That's not really a time thing. It's more just, you know, making myself do it. But um, yeah, being very selective and then looking ahead at my calendar. And like I said um, earlier, having that plan because I find that my schedule is different every single day. Since I don't go into a corporate office and arrive at nine in the morning and leave at five, I don't have a very consistent type of schedule that way. So I have to really look ahead and see what fits into each day. So if I have a day like tomorrow where I will be giving a seminar in the morning and then I'll be staying for the remainder of the seminar, I won't be able to work on my business at all. So I know I've like cleared the decks after this evening I'll be done for the weekend. And I try to really protect that time over the weekend um, so I can spend time with kids and boyfriend and th that kind of thing. Sure. I was thinking as you were talking about being selective in the things you say yes to, that raises a question that maybe you can speak to. Um, we've talked about it in previous episodes of The Productive Woman, but uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts on how to say no. Because a lot of women have, we, we have a hard time saying no to people who ask for our help or, or ask for commitments to things because we want to make everybody happy or for whatever reasons. It sounds like because you are willing to be selective and prioritize your time and, and do the things that matter to you, any suggestions for how, uh, how women can say no without feeling guilty and without being hateful about it. <laughs> right. Know? Well, I'm always careful not to make a quick decision and people seem to respect that. If um, when I just say, well, I need some time to think about this, that way I don't have to make a rush decision on the spot, whether it's a yes or a no. So people seem to be very open to, I'll get back to you tomorrow. I think as long as you're giving someone a time frame, so they don't think you just forgot or you're not going to get back to them. So I don't drag it out for a long period of time, but I have just found if I can get away from the immediate situation and think on my own and not be right in front of that person, that's been very helpful. Um, and then, you know, I do tell people no is a complete sentence. You don't <laughs> have to expand on it, but of course, most of us want to be polite and, and kind, and I think that's fine. I just encourage people to find something that they're very comfortable saying, like, um, and I tell people, you don't have to tell someone else what you're doing. So if you're invited, you know, on Facebook, there's a lot of different invitations and parties and jewelry parties. And 
if your goals are to have family time every evening, you don't have to explain to somebody, well, I can't come to your party because I'm having family time and we're going to play games. I think it's okay just to say, well, you know, thank you so much for the invitation. I already have something else going on that evening. I sure hope you have a great party. You know, so I always try to be very polite, you know, and gracious about that they've taken the time to invite me to something or if it's for a committee you know I think it's okay to say well you know currently I'm already on these other boards or these other committees and so right now I just won't have enough time to you know give my all to that and I would be interested in the future if you truly are interested but try not to have it come back to you again six months later and have to deal with it again if you're not interested. I did actually write a little blog post 10 ways to say no gracefully and I actually created a journal for women it's not quite done yet, but I include that in there, how to say no, because that seems to be something we face all the time. So I'd say just practicing with a few different phrases that you're comfortable with and being polite and, again, being gracious. Well, that's great. Maybe you could send me the link for that article on saying no, and I'll include that in the show notes. Absolutely. I love to sort of close with a question. For most people, I know what the answer is, but maybe your answer is going to be different, at least the answer to the first part. And the question is this, do you ever have a day when it just all gets away from you or you get stressed out and overwhelmed and, you know, it's just too much? And for most of us, the answer is yes, we, we have those yes. days. But the, the important part of the question is the second part, which is when you have those kind of days, what do you do to get back on track? I absolutely have those days. Uh, of course, in a perfect world, we wouldn't. But, you know, the reality is I'm a busy mom. I'm running a household. There are days where maybe I didn't have time to clean out the dishwasher. So now all the dishes are all over on the kitchen counter. And, you know, that's not that I'm not organized. It's just life got busy. Maybe I was in meetings and then client and I just didn't have time to catch up. So I start to feel overwhelmed if there's a lot of stuff around me. And so sometimes I just have to clear the decks and just get everything back in order so that I feel like I can think straight. And the other thing is if there's just a lot swimming in my head and I'm feeling overwhelmed and like I'm going to forget things. I know it sounds so basic and we probably all have heard it, but just getting it out of my head and onto a piece of paper just helps me feel in control. It's like, okay, this is what I have to do or this is what I need to remember um, so it's not floating around in there and I'm worried about missing something or forgetting something. So really it's just getting a handle on my surroundings if things feel like they've gotten out of control and then making a list if I need to get it out of my head. Great approach and I, I do something similar when I have those kind of days. For me it's often uh, at my day job as a lawyer when I have a million things coming at me that all need attention immediately and I feel like there's just too much there I will take that time even though I'm a very digital person every, my life is you know on the computer and on my phone um, right. When I have those kind of days, it's a legal pad and a pencil, and I just write mm -hmm. it everything down that I know I've got to remember everything I'm thinking about. And then you yes. can look at it and say, all right, there it is. It's not going anywhere. I'm not going to forget anything. Now I'm going to pick one and do it. So Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. And then sometimes I just go and get in a bubble bath and <laughs> <laughs> take a break, too. And then start over the next day. Exactly. <laughs> well, that's great. Monica, some uh, great suggestions and thoughts that I think are going to be helpful to some people. And I, I'm so grateful for you for taking the time to talk with me and share your thoughts. 
what's on the horizon for you? You have a, a book out or books coming out? What do you have coming up in your professional life? Well, I, I'm really excited because I do have two books on Amazon that just came out in the last few weeks. So it was my goal to have a book on Amazon in the first quarter of 2015. And I ended up with two books. The main book that was my big project was Productivity Bites. And so I wrote a book for busy professionals so they can just pick up a book, read a quick chapter, have some tips on email management or meeting management or procrastination, all those things that we deal with in business. And then they can put it back down and, you know, come away with a few tips without feeling like they're really involved in a 300 page book. So it's a nice, short, easy, practical tips in there. And then I just did a little side project called the Holiday Organizing Tidbits. So those are both on Amazon. And then uh, my journals, I'm hoping to have printed in the next couple weeks. And one is on goals and habits, and the other is on life balance for women. So those are new projects, you know, just to, to really sit down and become an author. I was already a columnist for some newspapers. So actually putting it together and having books is very exciting for me right now. Very cool. And we will, I'll definitely put links for both of those books in the show notes so folks can find those. Um, they look very interesting. I was looking at the, the links today. Where can people connect with you online if they want to check in with you, maybe uh, learn from you or, or just connect in general? How, how do folks find you? Uh, the best way is to go directly to my website, which is Efficient organization nw for northwest.com and all of my social media buttons are there so wherever people like to go on the web whether it's pinterest or instagram or facebook i'm in a lot of different places and and i like people to contact me too even if they just have a success or a question i'm always available phone email text i love to hear from people very good. Um, before we go, any last words for the listener who might be looking for help in getting things done and making a life that matter? One last little tidbit or thought for that person? I always encourage people to start by really sitting down and thinking about their goals. Because if you don't know what your goals are in life, as far as time for yourself or time with your family, self-care, whatever your core goals are, if you don't know what those are, then it's hard to protect your time. Because when people say, uh, can you be on the city or they ask for your time, it's harder to say no when you don't know what it is you want to do with your time. So mm -hmm. I would highly suggest people sit down and come up with a couple, maybe two or three core goals for themselves. And that way, when somebody asks for their time and it doesn't align with those goals, it's much easier to find a way to say no. Great advice. Monica, thank you so much for taking this time to visit with me and, uh, and share your thoughts with the listeners of The Productive Woman. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. It was my pleasure. Thank you. I am so thankful to Monica for taking the time to share her thoughts on managing a busy life. And it was great to hear that the perspective of someone whose profession is helping folks get organized. So what do you think? Do you have any questions for Monica? Is there anything she said that particularly resonated with you? I would love to hear from you and I know she would as well. So please feel free to ask your questions or share your thoughts by going to theproductivewoman.com slash 39 and you can scroll down to the comments section. Of course, you can also leave questions by clicking on the voice message button at the website or on Facebook and you can email them to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com and I would very much love to hear from you. 
I also would like to ask a favor. If you enjoy the podcast and you think other folks might enjoy it as well, I'd very much appreciate it if you would consider rating and reviewing The Productive Woman in iTunes or in Stitcher or both. It helps keep the podcast more visible so other women can find it and become part of the conversation. And it also, the feedback is really valuable to me, helps me know whether I'm staying on track, if I'm on the right track for making the show helpful to you. You can find links to subscribe to The Productive Woman or to rate and review it in the show notes at theproductivewoman.com slash 39 or you can simply go to theproductivewoman.com slash iTunes or slash Stitcher, and it'll take you right to the place where you can subscribe and rate and review. Before we wrap up, I do want to say a quick thank you to our sponsor, Doodle. And if you, like me, ever have to schedule meetings or get-togethers of various kinds with a group of people, you know how frustrating and time-consuming that process can be. I mean, if you try to do it by email, it turns into this never-ending back and forth of emails trying to find a date and a time that works for everybody and just gets very, very frustrating trying to keep track of who's available when and who hasn't responded. Well, Doodle is an online scheduling tool that can solve that problem. It makes it easy to schedule a meeting with more than one person. I'm one of over 24 million people who use Doodle each month to save time and schedule various kinds of events. I actually use it to schedule guest appearances on the show. And you can be one of those people too. Registration is not required, so getting started is very simple. To schedule a meeting, you just select some possible dates and times by clicking on a a calendar grid at the times that work for you. And then you enter the emails of the people that are supposed to be part of that meeting or whatever. And they get a little email that gives them a link to come back and they can click on the options that work for them. And then with one quick look, you can see everybody's availability and that lets you make a final decision that'll satisfy the entire group. Doodle can be used to schedule business meetings, uh, holiday parties, family reunions, committee meetings, even just dinner with friends. The basic scheduling service is free. They also offer a free personal scheduling profile called Meet Me, which is pretty cool. And Premium Doodle is available starting at only $39 a year. It offers some additional features that are really useful like calendar integration, automatic reminders, and much more. You can get started for free by visiting their website and be sure to check out their iPhone and Android apps. They've recently released a brand new iPhone app that is very, very cool. And uh, they'll be having a, they'll have a new Android app coming out soon as well. So scheduling does not have to be a pain. You can make it an enjoyable experience with Doodle and you can learn more by visiting theproductivewoman.com slash doodle. And thank you so much to Doodle for supporting The Productive Woman. And that, I think, is it for this episode of The Productive Woman. Thank you again for spending this time with me and with Monica. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. I hope you found something in it that's helpful to you. I would love to hear from you about that. And I do look forward to talking with you again soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter. The Productive Woman is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed 
at noodle.mx.